Hello, everybody, and welcome. I was a little nervous. The screen was staying black when we first started up, but hello! We have returned to our SCP Pope Cthulhu game! Today is July 28th, 2022, and you are loved. And that is a very important thing that we like to remind each and every single one of our viewers and listeners at the beginning of each and every single one of these games. If this is your first time joining us, you can go to youtube.com slash indoor adventures to check up on all of the VODs of each of the games that we have played up until this point. And you can check out a slew of other games that we have there as well. Or if audio casts are more of your thing, you can go to anywhere audio casts are being made available for free. You can find us there under the same moniker. And speaking of things that are being made available for free, if you go to patreon.com slash indoor adventures, you can check up on our after show called Knights in the Courtyard, where we answer questions not only from each other, but also from the community. So if you have any questions for myself or any of these other fine folk, feel free to join us at that Patreon, or you can join us on Discord. The link can be found in the Twitch chat to the side. You just hop into our questions for the courts chat. Give us as many questions as you possibly can muster, and we will do our best to respond to those in kind. But let's say you already support us on Patreon. You already support us on YouTube and Twitch and all of those other wonderful places, and you're trying to think to yourself, where can I go to help support this fantastic show even more? Well, normally you'd be able to support us at indooradventure.redbubble.com, but currently all of the proceeds from all of our merch is going to help support Doctors Without Borders. So if you'd like to help support a good cause by buying either t-shirts, posters, mugs, crop tops, shower curtains, aprons, clocks, stickers, and as GB's been showing off, we also got face masks. That's right, we got face masks with the symbol of Tiamat upon them, designed by our very own Cyberwolf1201. And again, all of the proceeds of our merch is currently going to help support Doctors Without Borders. So if you'd like to help support a good cause or possibly help support the show, you can again go to indooradventure.redbubble.com. That is indooradventure, no S at the end, .redbubble.com. But that is it for my opening spiel. So hey, PB, who are you playing today? Hi, I'm playing Maggie, the me uh, Grease Monkey mechanic? Possibly both of those things. Uh, <laughs> she uses she, her pronouns, and I'm very excited to get back into this character. I am the indoor adventurer, he, him, and tonight I shall be playing as Bucky! We both use he, him, and I saw the face of God last time we played. They put their hand in my pants. Is it me? Am yeah, I next? it's you. It's been too long. Uh, GB <laughs> of Greybeard Tavern, and uh, I, tonight I'll be playing Clifton Kai, the Yogi Mystic, who has... Uh, uh, minor psychic powers and uh, is the old man of the crew. That's it for me, GB. Hey everybody, I'm Wings, also known as Danae Keener. I'm going to be playing as Revna, who is a two-fisted tribe member. We both go by she, her. And I am Media Flare, they, them, and I will be playing your keeper, or the person writing the incident reports. Uh, it has been a minute, so I'm going to do a little bit longer of a recap than normal, but let's just get right back into this stuff. I'll pass it over to our incident reporter. SCP-6758 incident report. Addendum. It is to note that 
Formerly, this SCP was designated as SCP-6965, but due to some logistical snafu, the designation had to be changed. From here forward, this anomaly is known as SCP-6758. SCP-6758 is a collection of uh, five individuals, four of which have been uh, brought in for study. Uh, that had come out of SCP-3008, also known as the Infinite Ikea. SC, uh, 6758-1-4, as they are designated, were sent to Site-11 in Lansing, Michigan, <clears throat> and given a mobile task force designation, moved to Country Roads, and assigned their first task. Their first task was to investigate a possible zoo breakout with anomalous uh, signs and an attack in an apartment complex. The party had arrived and secured the area in which they reported capturing an anomalous feline and then headed to the zoo to investigate the breakout itself. At that point, the team had split up. SCP. Oh, I gotta remember when it's numbers. Uh, SCP three and four went inside the zoo, while SCP one and two stayed outside to guard the Humvee and their equipment. Drone cameras provide us with a little bit more insight on this. Let's switch over to those cameras now and see what's been happening. So, to recap mechanically, the party split, Clifton and Maggie went inside the zoo after seeing a little parade of uh, woodland critters with little, like, fantasy Lord of the Rings armors on um, and tiny knives. Um, it looks like they were let out by a staff member of the zoo. Um, Clifton and Maggie went inside and found uh, a... <laughs> An employee named uh, uh, D.B. Jenkins? O.M. Jenkins. Uh, talking to a uh, deep-sea snail. Uh, once they got in proximity, Maggie and Clifton started to hear the snail as well, who identified themselves as Lord Theodore Thomas Blackwood, um, a former member of the SCP Foundation and now informant for the Serpent's Hand. Uh, in order to save their own life and not have to deal with uh, too much rabble-browsing, they offered a parlay and were willing to exchange information between uh, Clifton and Lord Blackwood uh, in order to permit them to be safely uh, extricated later. Uh, they let O.M. Jenkins leave early, in which they mentioned something about a trap door and left the room. Meanwhile, at the same time, Bucky and Revna were outside guarding the vehicle and watching the kitty cats. Revna was inside with Clifton and Maggie was out with Bucky. Yeah, it was the other way around. Ah. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. I got that completely backwards in my No, that's why I was like, I don't remember Bucky Maggie meeting Lord Backwood. Maggie were outside uh, guarding the anomalous cat 
um, when a mysterious figure appeared inside the vehicle with them, um, they identified themselves as uh, someone who is called God and uh, answered a few questions incredibly vaguely, played around with Bucky's sanity, and then left with the anomalous cat. Um, they also switched an item in Bucky's pocket, uh, and that is where we last left off. At this point, Revna is coming back out of the zoo um, to uh, like report to uh, the team while uh, Clifton either starts the interrogation or waits for them to uh, return. Um, which one was it? Was Clifton going to wait for Revna to come back after talking to the group, or was Clifton going to handle the parlay solo? I, I remember it being Clifton just talking because it was like, oh, you guys need to get questions together kind of thing. Okay. So, uh, Revna, you are heading back out to the parking lot and you see uh, Bucky and Maggie are standing outside of the vehicle with the hood pop or the, uh, the trunk popped. Um, and it looks like they're doing something to the cage, but you can't see the cage yet. Uh, she's going to approach them and um, she would not announce her approach. She's just going to creep up behind them. Um, go ahead and make me, uh, oh, I gotta pull up in the character sheet. I do not remember names of skills. It's been too long. Let me look that up real quick. Call the Cthulhu character sheet, please. Stealth. That's what I'm thinking. Um, so go ahead and roll stealth for Revna and then listen for Maggie and Bucky. All right, uh, stealth is a failure. Modern pulp, here it is. Listen, I'm gonna push it. <laughs> this is a D10 game, right? Yep. Oh, okay, well I dropped that one, so gonna roll this one. That is going to be a pass, uh, half pass. That is a mondo failure for me. Not a, not a critical fail, mind you, but yeah. Right, so um, make sure to mark any successes on your skills uh, if you make them. Um, and Maggie hears the sound of Revna slowly approaching uh, from the front side of the Humvee, um, but Bucky is a bit distracted right now. And then also because I did push it and I failed again, does something does happen means, with that? Uh, it, mean, it usually means uh, there are like some consequences. Okay. But since it is just a friend sneaking up on you, you just really, really are not aware of what is going on right now. Okay. Mm. Again, I came in contact with not God. Yeah, you were kind of reeling. I, you had like a, a mini break there, right? when we first met God, not God? Uh, mechanically, no break. Uh, narratively and, and metaphorically, yes. <laughs> I, um, as I hear, uh, as we were already, Bucky and I were already uh, preparing to go talk to, uh, go meet the, the rest of the crew. 
um, by the door. Um, we're probably like just finishing up. I don't know, jamming things back into the back of the truck. So as soon as I hear, honestly, as soon as I hear anybody, I'm like on high alert at this point after just not realizing uh, not God was there. And so I, as soon as I hear something, like I just, I hit Bucky uh, in a, uh, in a like, so what was that? And then I see Revna and I'm like, oh, thank God, it's just Revna. I'm like, fuck, it's Revna. Uh, and so I am, um, Hey, Revna! And I scurry around to the other side of the, uh, to the van, draw comfy. Um, and I'm just like, hey, you guys are, you're back. Where's Clefton? He is still speaking to the slug. To the what? I'm sorry? There is a slug. His name uh -huh. is Blackwood. Okay. D is that like its science name? Like one no. of those like Latin root things? I am is, not is... so sure that it always was a slug. Some sort of scout explorer. I mean, uh, I don't think slugs make really good scouts. They're kind of slow, aren't they? No, it could have been like a like could have been like a ship captain's curse or something like that. As a I ship said, captain's curse. Yeah, it was not always a slug. At least I do not think. You know, you know what? That's kind of. I'm glad you guys had this experience because uh, this might make what we have to tell you a little easier. God put um, his hand into my pants. Oh, we talked about this. They used to, we said I would do the talking. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, I so we were out here, you know, doing our thing, watching the thing very diligently. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh, uh -huh. No little animals. They they didn't show back up. No, not at all. Um, did see a person. Um, and they. Uh, they, I don't, they, I, I don't know how to explain it really to you in a way that would make any sense, uh, because they didn't make any sense. They basically showed up inside the car and started talking to us like they knew us, uh -huh, uh -huh, but they uh -huh. knew us like in the future. And so, um, they just told us a lot of things, a lot of stuff about very cryptic stuff actually uh don't don't recognize the bodies in the lake you don't recognize That's the bodies in the lake very important uh mm -hmm. that we remember that one uh something about uh uh clefton and something about a and that's you know and the oh god what was the other thing oh yeah um he kind of took the cat they kind of took it. Have you witnessed an SCP? Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, they, uh, they didn't like labels, but that's what they called them, SCP... Refna's gonna three, sort of four, three, push, four, three? Back, push past them uh, and look in the back of the car. The cage is empty. There's no signs of a lock being broken uh, or like the cat clawing its way out, but there is no cat in there. 
She's gonna reach into the bars and like move her arm around. Slap the top and bottom. You do not slap an invisible kitty. There's a, like a little bit of fur still left behind, but mm-hmm. the note's like, still in there. She'll like pick it up, uh, sort of like smell it a little bit, uh, and then like shove it into like a pocket, uh, and then she'll like check the lock. Uh, roll me a track check, real quick. Okay. That would be like a survival, yeah? It's called track. It's called track? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, Mondo failure. I I think I failed as hard as I could without critically failing. (laughs) (laughs) All right, at least it's not a critical fail, but uh, noted. Yeah, she'll like yank on the lock for a little bit and then turn around. Did this? She sort of squints at Bucky. God, give you a name. Uh, they said that people sometimes call them God, but its name wasn't like Steve or something. Hmm. Uh, it said that its number was three four three. Three four three. Uh, but yeah, we got. Uh, we had a pretty enlightening conversation uh, with uh, with Not God, mm. and we kind of have to have some. We gotta we gotta do some talking, all four of us, about kind of what's happening. I agree on that front. Doctor Palmer's dead. Dead. That's what Not God said. We shall have to get confirmment on this. I don't... Based off of what Not God was saying, I don't know if we want to get confirmation, because that might let... The Foundation... Know that we know something that maybe we're not supposed to know, you know? She nods. Uh, Can all three of you make a spot hidden? Or or listen, whichever one of those two you are better at. I don't. But hidden or listen? Yep. Oh, one of these decided me. Spot hidden. That's a success. Yeah, I got a success on my spot hidden as well. Famesies. Right, so as soon as Bucky mentions the foundation. Uh, out of the corner of all of y'all's eyes, you do see a small camera drone flying uh, high enough into the air that it's not making much of an audible sound, but it does have the same like design and coloring of all of the other SCP equipment that you have. I think Revna instinctively reaches for her hatchet and then just sort of like lets it go. Uh, she'll say sort of sidelong to Maggie and Bucky. This mollusk may prove to be enlightening as well, but we shall have to speak on it later. Yeah. For the, for the time being, we should seek out this, Kitty. Oh. Um, yeah. The cat. You have something to say, Bucky? Yeah, it, I don't know if we can seek it out. I mean, it was like, it was like taken. Like we could like put a not SCP cat in the, in the cage, but I don't know how we're gonna find it. 
Do you want to be the one to write the report that said that we did not at least look for it? No. She nods and um, starts walking for like the edge of the uh, parking lot. We shall make a perimeter. And Bucky just sort of like looks back at Maggie like, we doing this? Yeah? Seems smart. Uh, yeah, might as well look for it while Clifton's uh, looking for it in the in the zoo. Let's uh, spread out, I guess. Uh, careful of those weird guys. Do we have, like, we have wires on us, right? Um, you did, let me look at the, uh, We have, yeah, like, walkies. have radios to talk yeah. to each other. Alright, can, can I contact Clifton? Yep. Uh, I'm gonna Meanwhile. beat Buzz at him and, uh, let him know that the cat is gone. It's right. out of the bag. Cat's <laughs> out of the bag, baby! <laughs> Alright then, perfect. So, meanwhile, um, inside... We'll say that you've got enough time, Clifton, if you want to ask, like, three or four of your okay. questions. Right. Uh, you are in there alone with Lord Blackwood. Very well, then. Let us begin this exchange. You may what, begin. What is the Serpent's Hand endgame? Knowledge and the dissemination of which. To put it bluntly, their slogan, we are a movement unified by a common belief that humanity and all the other peoples of the known worlds do not deserve to be kept in darkness and ignorance. Good answer. <laughs> um... <laughs> Allow me to then ask a question. How long have you been a servant of the Foundation? Oh, mere days. It's only been a couple weeks, right? Mm -hmm. Through the whole thing. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, it goes to you. What can we do right now to earn each other's trust? Well, I would say that so long as this conversation remains amicable, and at the end of it, I am allowed to safely return to my duties, I believe that there is no trust that is lost, at least. Fair enough. <laughs> when I was a part of the Foundation, I had level three clearance. I'm curious, you are some sort of mobile task force or something like that. What is your clearance level? Euclid, right? Uh, no, you have those little security cards with, uh, yeah. level zero, uh, on it. Oh, fudge. Okay. Uh, uh, yet unproven, we are still level zero. There's a long pause from Lord Blackwood as their little, like, eyes kind of, like, shrink in for a second <laughs> and then stretch back out, now lubricated with slime again. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, I must have misheard. You are a mobile task force with level zero clearance. Yes, I believe that we are an experiment of some type of the hoping to use our situation to 
and he stops and he gets this like paranoid uh you know hackles on the back of his neck and a shiver in his spine and can i use clairvoyance to see if we are being used as as bait to catch either blackwood himself or like if we're if we're being yeah if we're bait for a bigger fish um clairvoyance would allow you to know where things are but not what they are thinking uh is that i i think it's a question i think that's or wait are you asking yeah no i'm thinking in in my head i want to stop and feel uh okay, let's uh, see psychoanalysis now this is uh let's see or one of your clairvoyant abilities. Yeah, and known as second sight, clairvoyance enables perception beyond the normal human senses, allowing the psychic to gain information about an object, person, location, or physical event. The clairvoyant may sense ghosts and invisible. Uh, mythos creatures identify the rough whereabouts of a missing object or person, detect whether a tragic event occurred in a certain place, and so on. All right, go ahead and make a clairvoyance check to vibe check how you are being used by the Foundation. I have never rolled this before, so what is it under? Is I believe it... you wrote down a custom skill for clairvoyance, right? Yeah, it's psychic power, and it's... Uh, the psychic concentrates for 1d6 round, focusing solely on the thing they wish to know about. Spending 1d6 magic points in the process, making a clairvoyance roll. If the roll fails, the psychic is unable to determine anything and may attempt to push the roll. Alright, so go ahead and roll a 1d6 so we can figure out time. Sure. Spend your two. magic points. Two for two rounds. It will cost me ooh, ooh, five, five magic points. Okay. Um, all right. And then making a clairvoyance roll, but that doesn't tell me much. Um, somewhere in the skill section, you would have had to write in manually. Yep. Okay. okay. All right. All right. Percentage dice. Don't fail me now. <gasps> Woohoo! Uh, an extreme success. An extreme success. Fantastic. All right. With an extreme success, <clears throat> uh, Clifton uh, like asks for a moment from Lord Blackwood and sits down on the ground and begins to gather themselves. And they close their eyes and open up their inner mind uh, and start projecting themselves, looking at the. Uh, the site 11 um, you there we go you start to fly around the facility looking for uh, dr. Jordan Lee Graham the site director and find them on the phone in their office with a voice you cannot hear but um, dr. Graham informs this voice that things are going according to plan GPS tracker has been stationary. 
Should we proceed with anything or continue to observe? Yes, sir. Absolutely. All right. I hang up the phone and pick the phone back up and dial uh, some more codes. And you you start to feel uh, a, a bit of emotion from uh, Dr. Graham uh, that they are doing something that's very important to the Foundation, something that might change the flow of the game. <clears throat> um, they pick the phone back up, and they're very nervous, though. Um, if they fail, uh, it is likely their life and or career uh, <laughs> that is at stake. Um, they pick up the phone again, and uh, you hear something where someone respond, and they inform uh, the voice on the other side to continue to stand down and observe, remain at a safe distance until the next order is given. Do note that only one of them are armed right now. Right. And then they hang up the phone and sit down very tired and stressed looking and you pull yourself back. And as you start to pull yourself back, suddenly your radio clicks and you hear the voice of Revna. Clifton. <laughs> okay. uh, yeah. Yes. Bucky lost the cat. Hmm. And <laughs> he just, <laughs> yeah, you get, hmm. Um, he says God took it. That's a situation we'll discuss momentarily. Um, when I finish with Lord Blackwood, I, um, I, I, I have a feeling we're being watched. So keep a lookout. Yeah. Ah, ah, good confirmation of said, uh, lack of trust on their part is uh interesting uh i'll be back out as soon as i can and we'll deal with said feline abscondiment at that time i guess do not take too long no no uh, and then I'm having a one-way conversation <laughs> with the, the slug sitting right there, <laughs> but uh, I and I I give a, a little bit of a bow, and uh, yes, uh, uh, sorry for that interruption. I um, yes, we are uh, we are under observation. So if you have a way to uh, obfuscate yourself upon your leaving, um. We'll attempt to withdraw and not uh, note your presence here whatsoever. If I could ask a few more questions is in the time we have. Um, I feel this situation may be compromised, and I would like to continue our trustful uh, relationship. Well, <laughs> normally I would not consider it much of a concern that the Foundation is watching their own employees, as it is something that they typically do. However, with your current equipment level and your ranking, there are some things that cause me distress and concern. I would appreciate it if our parlay were to be cut short for now, 
Perhaps merely one or two more questions, and I must abscond myself for safety. If they find me again, I will never escape the containment facility a second time. I wish for you to remain free. Uh, guys, do you have any question off our list that uh, is bigger than the bigger than the rest? So far, you asked, what is the end game, and mm -hmm. what can we do to earn each other's trust? Look, you know the only question that Bucky wants to ask, and it's not a question you ask this guy. Right. Okay, good. Uh, then <laughs> I, I'm going to go with... Uh... Lord Blackwood, would you happen to know a way to bypass or defeat the amnesia spritz? And, oh, you are speaking of the amnestics. Yes, Well, yes. it depends on what level we are talking about, but there are amnestics that can counteract uh, memory loss uh, to a certain degree. If you have been given uh, a type A amnestic from Anastasia, I would have to say that those memories are lost permanently. Hmm. Like, on a biological and metaphysical level or just blocked out like could past life regression or uh, deep hypnosis bring forth those memories beyond it or is it a physical situation no, no, no. That... like I had previously stated depending on the, the potency of the amnestic there are some that are irreversible, but there are amnestics that you can take if you have taken a lower end dosage that can counteract such a thing. Hmm. Medication. Uh, very quickly, any idea on how to obtain or produce? Aha, that I would consider a second question. Allow hmm. me to ask one before we get to that. You smell like someone who has been to the Wanderer's library. Mm. Am I mistaken? You are not. And would you like to still ask the previous question? Please. I know of ways in which I, you can acquire such items, either by communicating, yours, uh, communicating with Marshall Carter in Dark, or by uh, accessing one of the cells of the serpent's hand. Otherwise, you can always rob the medical facility of a foundation site if you are brave enough to do so. Mm -hmm. I appreciate the uh, information. Very well. Well, how, for my how, safety, I must leave this place now. I must return to my team post-haste before the people that are watching you make any other actions. Tally-ho! The snail, the slug begins. I speak again. They're not moving fast. Oh, oh okay, okay. Then I, then I say, uh, <laughs> shall you contact us or shall we attempt to contact you? They finally reached the edge of <laughs> exactly. their class container. That is a uh, question I do not have the uh, knowledge to answer. Whether or not we shall run into each other again depends on the fates itself. So be it then. 
and then, yeah, with that, Clifton, Clifton will bow even if he's not lo- if the snail's not looking, and then uh, uh, take a couple steps back, bow again, and then walk out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Clifton steps outside and sees uh, that Maggie, Bucky, and Revna are spread out along amongst the parking lot, uh, searching. Uh, for any evidence of what had happened to or where did the kitty go. Um, If all three of you want to make your choice of either a spot hidden, a listen, or a track. Spot hidden. Super success on the spot hidden. hidden. Actually, I want to try and listen because I already succeeded on a spot hidden, so... <laughs> That's smart. Stonks. Is double zero zero? That is 100, that is a critical fail. Oh, oh. no! All right, so I will note that. Maggie, crit, fail. Bucky passed. Passed on listen. So starting with the senses, um, Revna looks around and does not find any tracks or signs that the feline had been in the area at all outside of the cage. With the listen check, Bucky, you can tell that not only is it silent, because it is later in the evening, the zoo is closed and there's not much traffic, but there's also no crickets or birds, or bats. Nothing's making sounds. And as Maggie is looking around, uh, they stumble across something they feel like they might not, uh, they shouldn't have seen. Um, Story of my life. There is an armed person in one of the bushes that you round the corner to, and you are inches away from. They have uh, an assault rifle and a sidearm. They are wearing a Kevlar vest and what looks like a gas mask hiding their uh, facial features. Uh, They like freeze as you round the corner and they look at you while you look at them. Are they like crouched, crouched there? They were, like, hiding behind the bush. Um... How how would Maggie react? What would Maggie do? Um... What are my... Um... Trying to remember who this character is again. I am... um, Yeah, that's high enough. I turn the, I, I like, I'm so just like, it, they are such in my blind spot that I'm like, have looked literally everywhere before I ever check that corner. So I, um, by the time I see them, they're, I, I'm too close to really like, remove or run or do anything. Like, I'm in that a danger zone. So as soon as I get there, and you know he looks at me and then i look at him um or them i i'm uh uh hey hey 
um, a fancy meeting you here. You're just not gonna let me like walk back, huh? Psychomander, we have a code yellow. I have been made. Orders? Understood. Uh, and they uh, switch the selector lever on their rifle and uh, uh, aim it at you and pull the trigger. And a dart hits you in the chest. And you start to get very, very woozy. What is the last thing Maggie would do before they pass out? Um. Uh, as I as I hear the click, um, as they switch the shot out to the dart or whatever they're doing, I um exclaim fairly loudly, um, you know, in Maggie terms, uh, fairly loudly. I was just like, uh, it's like, whoa, fucker, no, I just. Uh, Revna and Bucky and Clifton make listen checks with a bonus die. Oh, oh boy. And the bonus die is the 10 die, right? Yep. Okay. Sucks, Maggie. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, three. Woo! Yo! Nice. <laughs> I'm looking at a success myself. All right. So, Revna and Clifton hear the sounds of Maggie shouting. Clifton can tell it's coming from the far so uh, side of the parking lot uh, near some bushes. And as you turn your head, you see Maggie's body collapse to the ground. Oh, fuck. Revna? <laughs> Any, you know, <laughs> that way, um, that way. <laughs> do, do, is Clifton like in sight at this point? Yeah, uh, at this point, Clifton is like twenty feet out of the zoo, heading like they're in the parking lot now, heading towards y'all. Uh, okay. I think that Revna will like just like re reach up with the uh, uh, walkie-talkie, um, and God. What, what would her reaction be here? Um, she's going to say, like, quietly into the walkie-talkie, get down. Uh, and she's going to, uh, like, crouch and, like, find some cover. Because <laughs> she hasn't, she doesn't quite know that this is non-lethal just yet. Mm -hmm. As far right. as she knows, this is a third party. <laughs> So Revna takes cover behind uh, the the only vehicle in the parking lot, the Humvee. I think that instinctively she's going to reach into her pocket for that turtle. Right. Uh, what are you going to do with the turtle? Hold it. <laughs> All right. It's a little cool as it is a stone, um, but uh, you can feel a bit of warmth from like your leg heating it up. Has it got uh, anything to say? You don't hear anything right now. Uh, she will curse to herself in Drengart, and she is going to look for attackers. All right. 
give me a spot hidden. Oh my god. Uh, success. You uh, look around to see if you can uh, find the source of this attack, um, and you see quickly some shadowy movement behind the bushes on the opposite side of where Maggie had fallen, and it looks like it is fade like heading further away now, trying to fade into the berm leading away from the zoo. All right. Um, is it possible for Revna to try and like circumnavigate? Uh, to a place where she might be able to creep up on it without uh, them noticing. All right, uh, give me a stealth check. Uh, what is Bucky and Clifton doing right now as Revna is in hunter mode now? Clifton did not get down or whatever that made no sense to him. He's he's rushing to Maggie, you know. It's just like, Maggie's down. He's going to do what he can for her, so he... He's, you know, he he does. He's not thinking that he's going to be shot or anything. How could that? How could that happen? How could that it's, ever happen to Clifton? Right. Right. All right. So Revna is stealthing. Uh, what is the skill up? Uh, failure. Failure. That's okay. where it's at. And you can push it. Clifton is running towards uh, Maggie. What is Bucky doing? Well, Bucky did not hear any of Maggie shouting out. He was looking for the cat and probably thinking to himself, is it like a metaphorical lake that I won't recognize the bodies in? Is it going to be like he's like so not there. And then when he hears Revna through the like through the walkie say, like, get down, I think he just instinctively like drops to the ground wherever he's at. And then just like sit like is there for like a solid minute or two <laughs> and then like doesn't hear anything like then pokes his head up and hopefully would see clifton like either over at maggie or it, he would see hopefully would see clifton and then if he can just start like crawling <laughs> over it will take him a while but when oh, he's right. within uh, stage whispering uh, distance of Clifton, just Clifton, why haven't you gotten down? Clifton, you arrive at Maggie's body. Um, there is a very small dot of blood on her chest. Just a little tiny, like like someone forgot to put the band-aid after getting a needle. Um, and she seems to be very unconscious um what would you do uh check pulse see if she's breathing uh give me a first aid sure. or, while you're checking pulse this is actually medicine okay and i probably have no skill in either of those so dear god she's dead yep exactly <laughs> oh uh, oh god uh medicine um hmm Okay. I have no points in medicine. I got a 20, and I have 1% in medicine. So, a fail. Um, you are unable to tell what exactly is going on, but it is easy enough to see that Maggie is still breathing to know that they aren't dead. Um, and while you're checking them out, uh, Bucky gets close enough to start whispering at you. Clifton! Clifton, why haven't you got... 
Oh my god, Maggie's dead! No, she's alright, and you have a headset. Just talk. They're listening. I see. And That's he, what he, not God told me. And he then he just pops his headset down and like turns the mic or mutes it or whatever if he can figure out how to do that. As he starts to pull Maggie <laughs> back, back towards the Humvee. All right. Um, Revna, where were you going on your stealth adventure? Uh, she was just trying to circumnavigate the building and uh, approach where she saw that figure disappearing into the uh, bushes. All right. As you uh, kind of crouch, uh, jog your way around the building, um, and you get to the berm where the shadowy figure had uh, been traveling to, uh, give me a spot hidden to see if you can relocate that figure. Uh, that one's a failure. It seems that whoever or whatever uh, attacked Maggie is long gone. I don't trust that. <laughs> X to doubt. <laughs> um. She's going to stand up uh, and just put her head on a swivel. Um, and she's going to start making noise uh, to try and lure out whatever is here. Like, I feel like she's done this with, like, a, a literal predator in the woods before, where mm -hmm. she lost track of it, and it's all like, they, they, <laughs> they're, they're gonna come out for a sitting duck. <laughs> uh, give me an intimidate check. Okay. Um. Ooh, that's another failure. No! No, that's a success. I read it wrong. The other, the wrong <laughs> way around. I read 74 instead of 47. Uh, that is a normal success. Normal success, okay. Uh, as you suddenly just, ah! and, like, just start letting out fucking loud sounds and slamming your axes together to make uh, like percussive sounds, uh, you you hear uh, someone go, oh, shit! and. Uh, there is the shuffling of leaves and other dry foliage on the ground as something is moving on the other side of the berm. Uh, loud enough that you did like you easily could pick it out. Uh, whatever had ran away did not run away far. It merely jumped to the other side of this little berm and took cover. All right, she's gonna terminate a run towards him. All right, so. I am going to put us into a, a combat initiative as we get this all sorted. So let me just change the vibe real quick. We need mine flare. And I think that's like a 10. All right. So I have your dexes in front of me. I need my mooks dexes. Okay. So, starting with Bucky, you don't know that there is any immediate danger yet. You are taking cover next to the Humvee. Clifton has drug 
Maggie's body over to it, um, and you were all sitting on the outside of the passenger seat side of the vehicle. Okay. What do you like to do? Um. He he message like he would uh just like give a jingle jangle to Revna, uh, and say uh and he'd let her know the situation like Maggie's out but she's breathing. Where are you? You can literally hear her screaming from across the parking lot. Okay, I'm just gonna I'll run I'll run towards where Revna's screaming is. I'm a nimbly bimbly kind of guy. What's your movement? Uh, my movement is eight. It's eight. Okay. So you round the corner, stepping off of the parking lot and onto the grass of the facility. Uh, and as soon as you poke your head around the corner, you see about 20 meters further out on the other side of the street, standing at the uh, base of a berm is Revna just slamming their weapons together and pounding their chest and screaming. And I think Bucky just has this like, what the fuck? Like, he doesn't see the bad guy. He only sees Revna, so he's just gonna like, he gets there and then just like, I don't know what else to do, but I'll follow your lead. <laughs> All right. And then we go to Clifton. You are back at the vehicle with an unconscious Maggie. Uh, I... He he would be, uh, yeah, definitely getting Maggie into the vehicle. So, as as best as, uh, they can. Let's see here. What is the deal with a, an encumbersome object scale check? Give me... A throw check. What is your uh, what is your size in compare or not your size? Your um... my strength is sixty five. Uh, what is your uh, size in comparison to Maggie? Oh, my size is I'm small. I'm fifth or forty five. <laughs> Maggie, are you taller than that? Oh, Maggie, you're the uh, real tall one, aren't you? Yeah, Maggie's yeah, the biggest. Yeah, I'm only uh, about twice that size. Okay, so, uh, Clifton, you're going to have to do the throw check with a penalty die. Okay. Uh, so throw. Throw, 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 throw. Unless there's, an unless there's an athletic skill that I missed. Either throw or climb I would uh, allow okay. for this. All right, so throw or... Yay, alphabets. Okay. Um, Alright. Uh, yeah, I mean, it doesn't It doesn't matter. Uh, Clifton is not athletic. He's strong, but not athletic. Alright, so which one are you going for? Oh, uh, they're the same. They're the exact same. Uh, but uh, one or both... the other? Oh, uh, climb, I okay. would assume. Uh, he was try he's, not, he's not trying to huck her in the vehicle. He's trying to get her in so she doesn't get hurt. Okay. Um, and yeah, I, I got 20, I rolled 30, I failed. All right, so you open the door and you hop into the seat and try and grab underneath in Maggie's pits and pull, but yep. it is a bit of a fucking struggle for you and you yep. fail to get them up. I'll keep working on it. <laughs> it is at this point uh, that 
anyone who still has their headphones on can hear uh, an unfamiliar voice saying, uh, Task Force, move, 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 move. And uh, from the other side of the berm, where Bucky and Revna are, pop up two members of an unidentified task force. They are fully armed to the teeth, uh, and uh, the two of them pick up their weapons, switch something on their uh, rifles, and both fire at uh, Revna and Bucky. So, um... Bucky has, here. like, the prehistoric Spongebob face. <laughs> like... <laughs> Oh, I will make a ranged attack. Um, ranged attacks at this range, you won't be able to fight back, but you are able to dodge if you would like. Oh, you betcha. Uh, so I am both of us. Uh, Dodging the heck out of this. Me and Bucky and me and Revna. Um, every combat encounter is opposed. So uh, you can do a dodge while I try and shoot you. Okay. So let's see here. Starting, I'm going to roll my Bucky one. Um, I'm gonna push. Are you sure you want to? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Please be better than what I had. Hell yeah, I'm glad that I pushed. You know why? Half success. <laughs> nice. Uh, dodge is equivalent to your dex. Half your dex. Half your dex? Yep. That's what it says on the skill chart. Uh, it's on I, the left side of your skills, right underneath disguise. Dodge. Oh, I see it now. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna make that. Um, uh, I'm. I'll take the L on this one, Chief. All right. Um, so both of these task force operatives uh, raise their weapons and both of them fire uh, tranquilizer darts, uh, and Bucky manages to kind of scoot backwards as the round. D dips underneath their arm, uh, and uh, Revna, you manage to uh, get the one that doesn't know how to aim as uh, far off the dart flies and lands somewhere in the grass. So now it is Maggie and Revna's turn. I'm going to start with Revna, because they're conscious. All right. Uh, Two armed personnel are at the top of this berm, only about 10 meters away from you firing at the two of you. Incredible. Can I, uh, with my movement, where is my movement on this sheet? Um, yeah, yes. On the bottom right bottom of page one. Right. Uh, it's usually seven, eight, or nine. Mine is eight. Would I be able to approach the guy who shot at me? You can easily approach the guy that shot you. Okay. I sense weakness in him. I'm gonna tackle him. <laughs> Right, you want to tackle them. So combat maneuver. Uh, this is a just uh, a fighting brawl check. That's a success, baby. And I will oppose with dodge. All right, so Revna, you fucking full speed dive and. Uh, from Bucky's perspective, disappear over the berm as you and this uh, person roll down the small hill uh, into the woods on the other side, uh, and you have them pinned for now. Okay. Can I, can I, as a part of this maneuver, I understand if this has to wait until next turn, 
Can I, as a part of this maneuver, basically take him hostage? Well, uh, you like, have them. Him and, like, you have them grappled him... for now, but yeah, we can say that you put him between me and the rest of the. Yeah. You gra you kind of grab the uh, the shoulder section of the bulletproof vests and pull them up uh, easily. As uh, I believe you are also one of the talls, right? No. No. I'm not that tall. Oh, you're one of the smalls? I feel like you've I, got two tall Revna, and two smalls. Revna, you are the second tall. Yeah. Bucky and Clifton are like... Much. <laughs> How tall are you? Goes. What's my your size? size? My size number is 60. It's not that tall. Man, that must be great. Number. I'm 40 and Clifton's shorter than I am. <laughs> Babies. All right. So that is uh, Revna Maggie. Uh, what is the skill I am looking for? Uh, make a constitution check. Oh. Okay. Constitution. It's one of your main abilities. Or your main, uh, stats. Um, I pass. Alright. You are incredibly woozy and disoriented. But you start to crack your eyes open a little bit. And, like, there's a little bit of drool coming out of your mouth. As you're just like, what the fuck is going on? Um, you are uh, hindered, in a way, but you are mm -hmm. partially conscious. Uh, it feels like someone is dragging you. You're on the ground. Your fucking back is getting stabbed at by metal. You're next to a vehicle. What would you do in this situation? Um, if I don't, you know what, even if I do see Clifton, um, I will, uh, be like, get your hands off of me. I, I do not <laughs> consent to be kidnapped again. <laughs> get the fuck off of me. And sure. I will just be as often as I can, uh, as drunkly as I am. And Clifton, Clifton's like, oh, thank goodness. Uh, get your butt into the vehicle. Uh, they're shooting at us. You were darted or some nonsense. You're drugged. Climb in. <laughs> Don't hear anything. Get off of me. I so wanna. And Clifton is hands off. He's trying to get into the front of the vehicle, hoping that she'll climb in the back. Um, Don't even notice you're no longer there. And off, yes. And as I tried to like turn around so I could like start to get on my feet, but it's real wobble. You know, we've all been there. Uh, I'm in a real wobbly place. Uh, are you trying to stand up or are you trying to climb into the vehicle? Uh, whichever one happens first, you know? It could be that like in the process of standing up, you're like half crawling into the vehicle. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, make a climb check to try and get up in the passenger seat uh, because you're disoriented. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It is probably the most difficult thing you've had to do since uh, high school um, <laughs> as you are failing to get inside this vehicle. Meanwhile... I, why are these... these it's so slippery. Who designed <laughs> this thing? <laughs> Meanwhile, Bucky, it is your turn. Revna just fucking full on 
dove on top of someone and disappeared to the other side of the berm. There is an operative aiming their weapon at you. <laughs> His first instinct is to run, but he owes Revna. And he heard that there's a squad on the way? He is going to make a mental note of where Revna is. And he is going to, like, is it, is she, like, down the road kind of deal? Uh, so, um, yeah, it's, it's, they crossed the street, and then there is a, uh, like, dirt berm, just a, like, ten foot up and down, uh, to, uh, help cushion cars from getting off the road, and on the other side is the woods. Fuck. Okay. To help cushion cars trying to get off the road, you're saying? Like if a car, like if someone fell asleep at the wheel and drifted over to the side, they would go into a dirt mound rather than a tree. Okay. But if one were to theoretically intentionally drive a military grade Humvee into that. Oh, it is it's a speed bump to a Humvee. Excellent. Okay, cool. I'm rushing back to the car. So Bucky full fucking turn 180 and heads towards the vehicle. Uh, as you get to the Humvee, you see that Baggy is like partially awake. Like that drunk passed out person who wakes up long enough to fight you as you're trying to get them inside. Uh, and Clifton is in the driver's seat. You're in the driver's seat? If I see him coming, I I'm going to go back into the back seat and try to pull Maggie back in against Chuck Foley. <laughs> get Maggie into the goddamn car! <laughs> yeah, try to coax her into the vehicle. <laughs> yeah, so... Clifton did not want to drive anyway, <laughs> so... Uh, since you are right after uh, Bucky and the Initiative, I'll, I can all say that you are both acting simultaneously. Okay. Uh, Clifton, with uh, Maggie's assistance... Uh, go ahead and roll a uh, a climb or uh, throw with a bonus die. All right. Good luck. You'll need it. <laughs> oh yeah, I suck. Um. Good <laughs> oh, banging her head. I just you can push to help. it. She's like slapping my hands. <laughs> Oh, push it? You could push she it. You can push it. You sure. can spend luck points. Oh, God, no. I was very yeah. far off. Far mm. off. You like... forgot to recover luck at the beginning of the session. Oh! <laughs> yes! Because she's helping me, I got that bonus die. So that's an 01. Yeah! Critical success. <laughs> Easily throw Maggie in. They go to the driver's side back seat uh, as you like get them in um and if you wanted to have a secondary effect uh what would you like to have happen as you are doing this maneuver uh maybe you know make eye contact like it's us we're in trouble we need to go <laughs> right, just so... that moment of clarity <laughs> <laughs> all right so bucky tops in the driver's seat clifton and maggie are in the back two seats uh vehicle is on and we will go to 
uh, Maggie and Revna with the same decks. Who do we want to go first? Uh, I am doing nothing useful um, with my <laughs> round, probably. Uh, so I, I'll just say, uh, as we start, um, as I'm assuming as Bucky is going to peel out of this place, I'm just going to like, no seatbelt on, just like, you know, sway side to side in the, uh, in the back seat, uh, hitting either, either door at any time. And, uh, and just, uh, being like, who the fuck gave you a driver's license? This is, you're not, no more. No more. And, um, I'm just, like, trying to literally grab onto anything. And I'll probably just, like, grab onto, like, a wrench that I had in my bag or something as, like, a comfort, my comfort wrench as we, as I'm just getting thrown around the backseat. Right, you've got your security blunt weapon uh, in hand, mm -hmm. um, and you are rocking back and forth because this driver is insane. Although they haven't put it in drive yet, um, <laughs> <laughs> that's how bad it is. Whoa. You got such a just calm down. It's just like I just turned the car on. Um, so meanwhile, Revna has a body shield, um, and they are struggling against you a little. Um, Oh, I forgot to have the operatives uh, take their turn after Clifton. So uh, the person you have body shielded is going to try and uh, break free of your uh, grasp. Would this be a contested brawl? It would be a contested brawl. Boy, oh boy. That's what brawl is. I've got a success. And this person got a fail, so their legs kind of both kick into the air as they're trying to stop you, but there is a, a definite muscle category difference between the two of you. Um, the second operative uh, uh, hesitates for a mere moment and then raises their weapon again and fires a burst of tranquilizer darts. <laughs> That's too many, man. Um, you can make a dodge with a bonus die because you have a meat shield. I sure would like to. As they go and fire three darts at you. Wow, they are rolling horribly. Good. <laughs> well, I, al I also failed. So You can push right. it. <laughs> so, uh, since you both failed, you fall on your back. You still got the person in your grips, but you're now prone. Uh, as they fire and the rounds shoot where you used to be, uh, but now are lodged into some trees. Two more operatives <laughs> are coming down the road behind some buildings with their weapons aimed at the Humvee. They switch their magazines and fire live rounds at the Humvee. That is a hit, and that is a hit. Okay, uh, so both of these operatives put bullets in the Humvee. Luckily, it is armored. Oh god, I don't know the armor stats offhand. Damage reduction. Uh. 
I believe Revna, you were the last one that uh, looked up last. Do you remember how much uh, basic Kevlar's armor? I can. I don't think I have it written down anywhere. Page 409 of the Keeper's Handbook. Okay, I can do that. So, flip tabs. Keeper's Handbook. Keeper's Handbook. Kevlar is. A heavy Kevlar vest is eight points. Okay, so they are going to fire a burst each. And I will reduce the damage by eight. It's four. First rounds uh, hit and pierce the armor, but do not get into the vehicle at all. In the second shot, there is a single bullet that pierces through the bulletproof glass in the vehicle. Everyone roll me a luck check inside the vehicle. Oh no. Thirty-seven. That's a pass. All right. Ninety-six. That's a crit fail. I, I think so. Yes. All right. That's, so long that's as why I use the expletive. Crit fail. We know who gets shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I rolled a six. <laughs> All right. So yeah, Maggie is wiggling around too much to be shot right now. Clifton takes a bullet. Oh no. Uh, it went through, it only does a single point of damage, though, because it did get most of this damage reduced by the armor of the vehicle. Okay. Um, so now it is Revna's turn. Uh, I have a question. I have now seen enough, uh, exposed agents to get a good look at their, uh, armor, uh, uniform. Do I recognize them as Foundation agents? Uh, they they are using uh, the same equipment you saw in the armory at Site 11. Uh, they are outfitted with gear that you had the option to take. These are Foundation operatives. Um, I think she's going to start like dragging her body shield uh, into the woods a little bit, mm-hmm. um, just to get some more cover. Um, and she's going to very calmly, almost conversationally, say to him, You are a foundation? The operative does not respond. Pity. Um, she's... Uh... She's gonna... She's gonna spend her turn moving backwards into the woods. Just keeping a hold on to this guy. So Revna treats into the woods for better cover with their meat shield and Bucky in the driver's seat uh, vehicle where is my driving so one thing I'm good at and I'm gonna do it real fucking well <laughs> are there are these dudes in this street like approaching the Humvee and uh, are the dudes yes they are uh, they are on the street just outside of the parking whip that into reverse and then drive forward and if they are in the way they best get out before they wind up under the tires because we're driving right towards where I last saw Revna alright um uh, 
All right, so go ahead and roll me. It's the first time I've done a chase mechanic in Call of Cthulhu. Where is... There's a drive view. Yeah, uh, give me a drive auto. You get a bonus. <laughs> you get uh, a bonus die because you are a vehicle versus a human being. No, I'm didn't need it. Uh, <laughs> I got an extreme success. An extreme success. All right, so you gun it, uh, and this thing gets up to like 35 miles an hour before you get to the end of the parking lot, and you pull the e-brake for a second and fishtail this armored vehicle into one of these operatives and there is a splash of blood on the uh window where maggie is sitting and as you start driving down the road a little bit the body of the operative is unmoving on the street yeah you killed a man i'm driving towards revna i'm driving towards where my friend was all right uh the movement of a humvee is a pretty great in comparison to your feet so you would be able to swerve around the corner and as you round the corner you do see uh the there is only one person right now and they are aiming into the woods now they don't seem to notice you yet um <laughs> does that mean my humvee them. has the drop on them <laughs> well now it does <laughs> <Just fucking. laughs> all right so uh that was bucky yeah uh clifton answering a call from work real quick all right so we're gonna uh get clifton, clifton is worrying about his own we will go with the soldiers next so the operative on the road with the live rounds is going to continue firing at the vehicle uh you are now in motion so i'm gonna get a penalty die uh crit fails you see the operative Go to pull their trigger and uh, and stop and perform the sports maneuver, uh, which is just a bunch of different things you do to troubleshoot your weapon. It looks like it jammed up for some reason. Um, the operative at the top of the berm, aiming at Revna uh, for just a half second, uh, leans in and it looks like they're saying something. The gas mask moves up and down and they eject and pull back the uh my brain is farting on weapons terms what the hell i'm a vet <laughs> um <laughs> uh they cock it and uh the last tranquilizer dart in the chamber flies out and they insert live rounds and they fire at revna with live rounds to be uh, fair revna has the body shield you have the body shields, so you can make a dodge action with the bonus die. I'm gonna dodge. Okay, because I got a half success. Alright, I failed once more. Alright, so you do have a meat shield there wearing light Kevlar. Where is armor? Uh, page 409. How much damage is coming your way? Uh, this is an AK-47 M16-82, there it is, 2d6, and then where is armor? Armor is 8. Uh, where do you see the armor table at? Uh, it's on the page you said, 409. It's right at the bottom. 
uh, within a oh, there it is. Okay. parchment looking thingama. There's heavy cavalry. Military. Oh, you have heavy cavalry. Eight. So 2d6 bullet damage is coming your way. Do I have any bonuses to it? Nope, it's just 2d6. Alright. And eight of it by default will be subtracted from. Six. Ooh, nice. Okay, so I rolled low. Uh, the operative that you were holding on to goes limp as they are shot multiple rounds. Uh, you still have a body shield, but it is a little more difficult to maneuver now uh, as it is dead weight, literally. Um, Clifton, you are in the back passenger seat of the vehicle. There are bullets flying. It seems that uh, they got permission to switch from Trank Darts to Live Rounds. I killed a man. Who are expendable. <laughs> I, I was able to uh, keep pace listening. Yeah. Anyway. Um, okay. Krypton's uh, kind of a pacifist, so this is like he's all, this is not a good thing. Uh, he does take his amulet uh, off from around his neck and he whips it around his hand so it's hanging there is an emergency backup situation. <laughs> uh, I would, if anything, I would yell for Clifton to tell Revna that we're coming for her. Uh, Alright, yeah, he'll slide his head set back on and try to unmute the thing. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, yeah, Revna, if you can still hear us, uh, we're on our way. Um, and you didn't take off your headset, did you, Revna? The only person I, I remember seeing uh, do that was Bucky. I, I dropped, Clifton dropped his around his neck and muted it, but now he's got it back up and so going. So you do hear Clifton over the radio. Over the sound of gunfire, you hear Clifton's uh, soft voice come through the radio. Okay. Sound of a vehicle um, approaching rather quickly <laughs> as well. Can I, can I, like, is it coming straight on towards me or is there like an angle? It's where uh, you used you, to be. You okay. cannot see the vehicle yet, but you can hear it both in the radio and around you. All right. I, from, from what I can hear, where do I reckon the rendezvous is? Uh, it's it's coming from roughly where you used to be before you dove over the berm. Okay. I will wait for my turn to make an action. It is your turn. It's my turn? It's your turn! <laughs> oh boy. Um, I'm gonna fucking drop this motherfucker. Uh, like, I'm gonna throw him in a direction to, like, distract the uh, other guys. Uh, and I'm gonna run in the other way. And I'm just gonna kind of start running, like, adjacent to the road, like, parallel to the road. Okay. Um, and wait for that car to catch up with me. Alright. So you toss the body aside, uh, uh, making sure it doesn't fall behind a tree so that the operative can see the limp body, and you start booking it. Bucky. No god. Operative is unaware at the top of the berm. You are already hitting 45. Oh, yeah. Now, if there is a way, because, like, because he thinks that Revna's gonna be right there. 
So we're just gonna whoop, bam, like just smash into that guy and then try and like quick or like quick turn or like even if we can like whip around and hit him again and then shoot down the road or something like if we can see where Revna is that's where the car is going to go but if I can't see Revna this operative is oops. you currently can't see Revna so oops give me a drive oops they will make a penalty dodge oh golly they crit failed cool I got a half success <laughs> <laughs> so uh this you hit them dead on and they roll over the the hood of the vehicle there is a bit of a crack on the windshield as their kevlar helmet cracks against it and you can <laughs> even inside the vehicle hear the sounds of bones breaking as they fly up like 10 feet up into the air and collapse on the ground behind you at 45 miles an hour hitting this berm uh you are now airborne. Can you give me a luck check as you are just... Oh, yeah. Into, into the woods. <laughs> hey, what if uh, is the third number in the luck skill, is that like an extreme luck? Uh, yep, yeah, you've got normal half and extreme. 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 Oh. So you got an extreme success? Yes. Awesome. This is the greatest so... day of my life. <laughs> You you come down in between two trees, and the vehicle rocks hard as shit, uh, sending Maggie like flying into the middle of the vehicle. Um, and Clifton's got their hand on the seat belt, so they can yank it a bit, but they're still there. Um, and you do see in the woods, running parallel with the street, uh, is Revna, about. 20 meters ahead of you. Woo! Yep, just like <laughs> quick whip so that way, like, Revna will be on the passenger side. And I yell at Clifton, get ready to pull her. And just continue driving in Revna's direction. Alright, and it is Clifton's turn. I ready in action to assist Revna. I guess lean over the seat and huck the door open. Um... <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you lean up and push the passenger door open as this vehicle is rocking and driving through the woods. Um, who is alive still of the operatives? We've got one, two, three dead bodies. One operative left. Uh, they are very far away now, but they... Uh, they can't shoot over a berm. I can throw a grenade. I'm gonna throw a grenade. All <laughs> uh, right. I make a throw check. Uh, what is, this? What is the damage stat of a grenade? Uh, da -da -da -da. So machine guns, machine guns, explosives. Uh, we need a standard hand grenade. There you go. It's only three yards. It is gonna be at its extreme range, so I'm only going to be rolling one of those. So, the grenade does not hit y'all dead on, but the shrapnel does pepper the vehicle. Uh, unless I roll really well, I'm assuming that you're gonna get it all sponged by the armor. So let's see here. Wow. Uh, all three of the people inside the vehicle make a luck check. 
as a, as a few shards of shrapnel do break through the Kevlar. That's a failure from Bucky. All right. Uh, that is a pass for me. Okay. Under half. All right. So Clifton and Maggie are okay. Bucky, you take one point of damage as shrapnel scrapes against your leg in the vehicle. Yeah, that checks. He's so full of adrenaline right now. He's killed two people with this car. I think he has the <laughs> highest body count out of all of us right now. Pretty sure I got <laughs> one uh, point of shrapnel damage when my kitten fell out of my lap. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so it is now Maggie and Revna's turn. Wait, okay, so is is it the back seat door that's open? Where is Clifton in the uh, car? It's, Clifton's in the back seat, and they leaned okay. over the thing and so opened the up the open. front right. seat door. I was just going to say, it would be fucking hilarious if Maggie was the one who had to pull Revna in the car. <laughs> I'm not going to grab her. She just grabbed her. <laughs> There's no consent on that. I don't, if I, I don't know you. <laughs> Where yes, are you? Get in the car. Is heading towards you. She's um, bonking her with a wrench. <laughs> Get out. Get out. This is my room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Revna's sprinting through the woods. There was a fucking explosion behind them. Uh, she, like, looks over her shoulder to make sure that the car's starting to line up. Uh, the door flies open. She's just gonna take a running leap at it. All right, make Please. a jump check. Clifton is assisting you, so take a bonus <coughs> die. Revna hates cars. This is gonna go bad. Little chariot of death. That is a failure. But I think I'm gonna push it. Right. You still get the bonus die when you push. You know what? Like, if you're gonna fail, might as well fail hard. Oh, even worse. Failure is good story. Failure with uh, consequences. If you push it, you can't add luck to it, can you? Nope. Alright. Uh, that's it, bro. Oh, god. Okay. Well, let me just look up uh, <laughs> getting hit by a car. <laughs> like a burn. Uh, <laughs> my chase mechanics there we go chase round vehicle I, I like to imagine you took like the jump early so you get just hit, hit by the, the open car door yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just yep. get, get closes oh. you know what I like That's that. uh, roll you. me a luck check real quick so we determine whether or not you got hit by the front of the vehicle or the car door because one and of those will do 3d10 damage to you <laughs> uh, I succeeded on my luck check oh, you get hit by a car door I'm going to say 1d10. So you take four damage as the car door slams shut in Clifton's face uh, and you are clipped hard. Uh, how, how much health do you have? And like, if you were to give percentage to damage, how much did I just do? Um, good question. I can... I can give you percentage in a second if you let me map it out, but uh, it's 16 out of 24. Okay, so... Um, uh, That's one-sixth of your overall health. 
Okay, if you good. take you're four not damage. Going to take, you're not going to take any critical wounds or anything. Um, but you did miss your ride for a sec. Bucky. Sla- it is your turn. You just hit Revna with the, the Humvee. Slamming on the brakes. <laughs> and, like, because he's the one slamming on the brakes, it's not like he's the one who's, like, fucking smacking his head. Like, he's properly braced. Everyone else is rocking in the back. And he is... Uh, he has the... Um, like, the the his finger on the button to open up the back where the cage is. Okay. And, like, he just, like, calls out over, uh, over the intercom. I don't know if Revna's fucking comm system is fucked at all after I just hit her with the door of my car. (laughs) But I just yell, get to the back. We'll be ready for you. We need to go. Right. So luckily your radio does still work, Revna, so you do hear Bucky's voice. It's shrill. He's yelling. There's like, like, Revna, you being Viking from Drengard, you are familiar with hap- uh, the sound of somebody who has just shed blood for the first time. She could probably Baby's hear him kill. from the car. Oh, yeah. Just get to the goddamn car! <laughs> <laughs> just like slightly muffled coming from inside an armored Humvee. Alright, so Bucky stops the vehicle and pops the hood. It is Clifton's turn. Uh, I guess I'll dump the cage out so that there's room in the back for Revna to jump in. Alright. Uh, Wasn't the cage, like, super heavy, though? Yeah, what is your strength? 60? 60? Yeah. Alright, roll me a strength check. Alright. It's all that yoga, man. Oh yeah, uh, 24, less than half. Excellent. Okay, so you put in your parental strength and just, ah! and just shove this out. Uh, <laughs> thud. Luckily the vehicle is stationary, so it kind of just falls and hits the ground. Now there is a uh, crate step stool to get into the vehicle. Um, it is the operative's turns. You all hear, anyone who still has their radios on, hears uh, a unidentified voice uh, say, Task Force Mood 2, this is... What is your code name? Who's still alive right now? There we go. <laughs> this is Zulu 3, you need to stand down, turn the vehicle off, and step out with your hands up. anyone reply no because we're not mood two we're country road (laughs) (laughs) all right so bucky's just like why are you fighting at us well colloquially we're country road right we're still mood two yeah yeah but Uh, clifton doesn't know that so he doesn't say anything (laughs) yeah bucky's like revna would respond yeah bucky's concern is no longer this you should have tried that before you opened fire. And then she'll, like, take off her headset and throw it in the woods. I, uh... Maggie will, like, as soon as a voice happens, um, that authoritative, loud voice happens in her head, 
She just throws it off her head and then she's like, So many loud noises. Stop. It is noisy right now. Yeah. All right. So with, with no positive response in the radio, um, one task force member gets to the top of the berm. <laughs> They're still pretty far away because the vehicle is much faster than a human being. Uh, and they aim their weapon and fire. That is a hit. It barely, it just ricochets off the side of the Humvee. Uh, no damage. And now it is Maggie and Revna's turn. Revna, you're still outside the vehicle. Maggie, you're in, in the back seat. Uh, there is someone shooting at you in the hood. The, the trunk is now open, so those bullets are a little bit more threatening. Oh, the hood is open! No. Or not, not the, the hood. Not the, hood, the trunk. Yeah, sorry, I just get yeah. the terminologies mixed yeah. up. Um, that actually means I'm gonna need give me give me a luck check from everyone inside the vehicle, because there's no armor in between, so that means those two points gotta go somewhere. Bucky stop! <laughs> no, I rolled really good on things that mattered. <laughs> this is a bullet! Yeah! <laughs> who drives? Man, if only I would get these rolls on actually things that matter. I rolled a three. <laughs> Can you say things that matter, but this is literally a bullet <laughs> bullet your skin? <laughs> a yeah, life and death like situation. A... We're like, no, I needed that listen check, though. <laughs> no, but this is drunken luck, okay? You're just like, But I have, so, I have so much luck. <laughs> so, Maggie, you are perfectly fine. Clifton, how you doing? I rolled my score. That meets, so you're fine. Oh, yes. Lucky, you're taking two points of damage. Oh, I've been raised. shot twice today. Well, it's like well, I got blowed up a little face. bit. I got shot. <laughs> so now it is Maggie and Rip. Get to the goddamn car. I, I feel like it's pretty clear what Revna's gonna do. Like get in so the Revna turns car. And runs towards the operative. Axes in hand. Do we have guns? <laughs> You have tranquilizer guns. Uh, I could have, I like. Are you gonna? Could I have grabbed a gun off of the guy that uh, that I held until he was murdered? Give me a luck check. <laughs> until he was murdered. <laughs> uh, two. 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 All right. Uh, flip. Uh, uh, roll evens or odds for me. Oh. Evens, a sidearm. Odds, the rifle. That's an even. Even. So you picked up a, 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 a. Let me just look in the Call of Cthulhu rulebooks to see what gun it is. Uh, I need a handgun. There we go. It's going to be a Beretta M9. Thank God it's in there. Uh, so you have a Beretta M9 with one full clip. All right. Uh, I'm gonna jump up on that there uh, cage and jump into the back of the vehicle um, and I'm going to cover our escape. Alright. Are you shooting or? Shooting. Taking the shot. Alright. I will dodge. Regular success. I will spend 
the luck to make this a success. Okay, and since you are the one initiating the uh, combat, you're, even though they're matched, uh, you succeed, so you hit. Um, the M9's damage is 1d10, plus any bonuses you have on your end. Four and four, that's eight damage. Eight damage, all right. So you get into the back seat and uh, this being, is this, this is your, literally your first time shooting a gun. You level this thing. There are three green glowing dots on it. You make an easy assumption that that matters somehow. <laughs> pull the trigger and you see a small, plume of smoke of blood as you pierce through this operative's neck and they collapse to the ground dead as doornail. Fuck yeah. Um, alright. So, you will pull out of initiative for a minute because there are at least four now. No operatives directly on you. Where are we going? Away! Waffle House. How about uh, this? We figure that out when we come back from break. Sounds good to me. It works. Okay, so we are going to try and be back in five to ten minutes. I know we went a little long on this one, but got to think about it. The sidekick has more of a body count than Revna does, and that's something right now. So five to ten minutes, we're going to be right back. Don't go no place unless it's grab a food, grab a drink, grab a friend, or possibly go to indooradventure.redbubble.com, and we'll see you guys shortly. All right, everybody. See you soon. Hello, everybody. We have returned from our break, we are driving away with a quickness from, uh, you know, a couple bodies that honestly I don't know how to deal with. So, dust them. We're just going. All right. Um, well, first thing Revna's going to do is start, like, reaching around the car and confiscating, like, walkie-talkies and headsets and things and throwing them out the window. Um, real quick, uh, to I need the party to give me an earmuffs moment while I finish my incident report. Okay, what's the hand signal gonna be when we can unearmuff, or just wait? When I'm no longer black and white. Got it. Returning to the incident note of SCP-6758. The initial plan was to use them as a reconnaissance and a tracking device in order to find the location of a cell of the serpent's hand. We believe we have located the cell itself at the zoo in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. We have now lost the task force as they have escaped the uh, snafu that had happened. Three task members, four task members have been killed and the we have lost contact with Mutu Country Roads. We are sending out another op another team to find them and find the Serpent's Hand. I will report back with any updates or successes. All right. So, yeah. Revna is uh, doing what now? Taking inventory? Um, she's confiscating, uh, headsets, wires, walkie-talkies, 
anything that could possibly be used to trace us. Do y'all give uh, Revna your your radios? You'll probably My radios. The satellite phone thing, and he hands that over. My headset is somewhere at our feet after I threw it off of my head. I believe that's the only communication device I had. Yep, she's just tossing them out the window. Bucky, who has been shot and has some shrapnel in him, just says very confidently, like, hands on, like, nine and six, or six and nine, nice. Uh... No, three and three and nine. That's the ones that you want to do. Not six. And, that'd be stupid. Um, he's just gonna say very calmly, "We have to ditch the car." It's covered in blood. It's got bullets in it. I've got bullets in me. And there's no way that they don't track the car. Yeah. Revness just sort of like tapping at like various pieces of technology in the car, like trying to like determine with her very limited knowledge whether or not they could be used to do that. Uh, she'll just like turn to him very seriously and nod. Um, and then she's just going to start like appraising his injuries. All right. Um, give me a medicine check. Okay. Hmm. Well, that's not a successful one. <laughs> um, well, it's hard to tell while they are still in the driver's seat the extent of their damage, but uh, based on the way they are speaking um, and the flush in their skin, you would assume that they're at least not dying. Yeah. She's going to kind of like squint at him a little bit because he's making a little bit too much sense. Um, and she's just going to keep an eye on him and make sure he doesn't pass out behind the wheel. So, we're on the run. What's the plan? Uh, how long is it going to take for me to feel like I'm not inebriated? I would say all of the adrenaline from this event has helped it like up your heart rate and flow it through your system faster within mm -hmm. a few minutes of driving on the road uh to an unknown destination you start to regain full consciousness um and there's still like blood on the side windshield Mind blood you. on the side windshield. There's a crack in the the. It probably takes me like an extra minute to like really come to because I was just like, "Am I is like is that real? Am I actually seeing blood right there? I mean, what the fuck happened? Um, it's like why the fuck is there blood on the windshield? Did you hit a bird? Yeah, a bird. A blue falcon. That's all it was. Look. This is just like that Men in Black movie with John Belushi and Don Aykroyd. We're on a mission from the gods right now. The bear? What? No. The Belushi, the bear. 
It's too meta. <laughs> Look. Revna looks confused, but back and forth between the two of you. And Clifton appears to be thinking about something else and doesn't care. <laughs> Though I do want it noted, he will remember this conversation forever. Yeah. <laughs> Look, Maggie, I don't know what happened back there. I kind of blacked out for a little bit. What matters is we Oh, you too? Uh <laughs> we may have killed a, a a few people. Um why? Uh cuz they started shooting us with bullets and Revna attacked them and I often just follow Revna's lead and I figured that they were bad guys because they shot you. Then why are you sh then why are you injured and Revna isn't? What the fuck happened? Cuz they shot me with a bullet. And when they threw a grenade, it exploded and it hit it hit me in the leg, I think. I don't know. I think I'm in, like, that shock thing that people say. Like, I can't really feel a lot of my body right now. But, um, I don't feel good in my tummy. I am uninjured because I have seen battle before. Uh, she's gonna, like, put a hand on Bucky's shoulder. Like, it, like, in almost like a, like a proud gesture and she says Bucky has had his first kill and then immediately the second one oh good job <laughs> thank you I think I look, over, I look over and I see that Clifton also has like blood on his yeah. shirt <laughs> and I'm oh. just like what the fuck happened yeah uh, she'll look at Maggie and say it was the foundation they have turned on us did you get throttled uh, wings Probably. <laughs> uh, yep, I did. Oh, hi. It was the foundation. They have turned on us. Oh, well, that's not surprising. And I start rubbing my chest where I got shot. That was a lot sooner than I was expecting it, though. We need a new vehicle. Well, we have to make sure it's before... Oh god, what, like, 1980? Before... Like, the radios really started getting satellite? What? Well, I mean, it's the foundation. They could probably tap into all communications. Oh my god, or... you're right. Uh, just uh, drive around a while. Drive around some, like, mall parking lots or something. I really I don't want to go into the city with this. Well, do you want to walk? I honestly think that that might be a better situation for us. Because this car has blood on it and looks like it hit somebody. You don't want to go anywhere near where police can be that they can see that you've possibly done a crime. It does indeed make sense. Hmm. Clifton. Mm. Yes? It is as the mollusk said. I think if we go back to the Foundation, we will not escape from it again. Correct. I, too, am under that uh, belief. And then, at the, you could tell that he's, he's like, you know, using yogi focus and whatnot to not be like... I've been shot, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um. 
uh, out of character, uh, is anybody here better than me at shooting a handgun? God fucking no! I got my base Probably 20. Not. I, yeah, I'm base 20. Are we all base 20 in handguns? Well, at the end of the session, you handguns? might have yeah. some there, Revna. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah, base 20 on handguns. Murder points! Um... I start digging around and looking for the map of the area uh, that we got before. Awesome. And I try to find a like a residential area that's near like a wooded area. I'm not a hundred percent sure where we are, but the zoo. We're on our way what? back from the zoo. What time of year is it? Um what is the it point is... speed of an unladen swallow? What is uh, the wee late <laughs> spring? Okay. Uh, and <laughs> Clifton will say, I, you know, look for lakes, smaller lakes and whatnot. For I had a summer home that, you know, I didn't go into until midsummer. There may be all kinds of nice places around a smaller lake that will have no one at them at this time of year. Oh, of course you would have a summer home on the side of a lake. God. Maggie's just come back to consciousness and she's already like, ah, fuck this guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember. Um, <laughs> and and she was out for Clifton trying to save her. That's the absolute best part. I know. <laughs> he, he, ran, he ran into fire to save her. <laughs> but she has no idea. <laughs> And she will never know. Exactly. And I look and I'm like, do not recognize the bodies in the damn lake, okay? We're going towards a lake, we don't recognize any goddamn bodies in that lake. <laughs> and, and Clifton <laughs> chuckles to himself, because that is kind of cosmically funny that, you know, he would say that. And we're heading for a lake. Um, okay. So, um, fortunately, as, as Maggie looks over this map, you are in the upper peninsula of Michigan. It is mostly just woods and mountains. Um, so finding a wooded area is not hard. Where you are, you are right outside of Nobbin Way. Um, if you were to travel west, there is a, oh my God, why, how do I say that? Oh, <laughs> Mil Mil there's a Millicocquins Lake. Uh, only within so it's just about a 20 minute drive if it's the or closest if you one were to got. head east you'd get to trout lake and that's about a 40 minute drive 20 minute drive maggie yeah if we cannot leave this vehicle can you at least look for trackers uh, sure can try. And didn't you say we were being watched before? Was it the men on patrol? There was a drone. And Clifton will unambiguously, like, you know, start look looking out the for window. The, yeah, exactly. Try to look for the, look for the drone still following us. All right. Uh, Clifton gave me a spot hidden, um, and... Uh, Maggie, give me an electronics check. Mm -hmm. oh, no. There we go. 
Normal success. Normal success. You confirm that uh, besides a small bird that you see fly by, there are no drones in the area right now. Yep, normal success on this side also. Okay. Um, Maggie, you know that, uh, or you, you like quick do a once over of the vehicle and then also look at uh, the vehicle itself. Um, there's no trackers planted on it, but you do know that this vehicle uh, does not have uh, a normal radio. It has a big ass GPS computer block in the passenger seat um, with like some of the finest, lowest bitter uh, satellite technology uh, on it. In fact, you can see a bunch of little dots of other like SAP uh, task force like vehicles and GPS pins of where all the bases are and stuff like that. You confirm that no one is currently heading in your direction, but there are a bunch of vehicle pips starting to rally in knob and wave. Mm. Just left. So, good news. Uh, no one's following us yet. Uh, bad news. A lot of people are just where we were. Refna's like so, looking over her shoulder and like starting to like intuit how to interpret the readout. Um, give me an electronics or computers check. Yeah. I believe Ooh, in you, baby. That's a success. That's <laughs> a still success. Nice market. Computers. Uh, thanks, thanks to Miss J's computer teaching, um, you've kind of got J. this figured out how this works. It's like a touchpad. You can use your fingers or a stylus. Um, you also think that if you were to remove this big ass block in the passenger seat, you would remove the GPS from the vehicle. This is also um, the item that's letting us know where everybody else is. True. <laughs> it is a two-way computer. <laughs> to be... Oh, to perceive is to be perceived. Um, <laughs> hmm. Revna's gonna kind of, like, poke around at it a little bit and sort of, like, confer with Maggie and, like, make sure she understands it correctly. Um, and, like, sit there and think for a moment and say... Is there a way for us to be able to see this without them seeing us? I don't think so. Uh, Maggie, give me a computer's check. Ooh, okay. Can I assist her? Sure, you two can finagle together. Um... Uh, Maggie, roll with a bonus die. Bucky is just singing Uptown Girls to himself, trying to distract him uh, while he's driving. Girls. Oh, it's not that as fun. That was hundred percent very lucky because I rolled an eighty-five first, but I rolled a five the second time. Let's nice. go. I'm here to help, baby. Uh, that's a pass. <laughs> All right. Um. So, uh, you know that the only way to turn off the GPS in this vehicle without like losing the ability to also see everyone else's GPSs would be to crack open th the uh, machine and do some some hardwiring otherwise if you acquire a duke system 
Um, it is a big old block that you can put in your Humvee that blocks uh, sat uh, satellite and cell phone uh, signals. This vehicle is not equipped with a Duke system. Hmm. So there's like a fancy thing we can that exists that could you you could use to block the satellites looking at us, but the way to do it by hand would be to just like mess around with the bits inside. And I that's not I could do it. Slow turn from both Maggie and Revna to Bucky. I'm good at computers. I mean, gotta be better than what I got. Would this Bucky. be an electronic repair skill or a computer use skill? It would be an electronic repair skill. Okay, no, never mind. It's <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then Not let's a flip that. Style computer. Yeah. Let's flip that uh, conversation because I have electronic repair. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but not computer. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a computer, and I was like, I got this. I got it. <laughs> I thought it was a computer, and I'm like, I don't got this. I'm <laughs> that would have been such a weird fucking turn of events. Like, this session, like, the most useful person is Bucky for some fucking reason. <laughs> like, I, I was like, I damn. Well, like, Bucky's slowly turning into the main character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Of his own story, it's fine. <laughs> the whole time that they're they're messing with it and stuff, Clifton is just in absorb mode, so like he could recall it and draw it if he needed to. Like, what did the pips say? You know, and and all that kind of you know info if if need be. Figuring uh, out how many are there and mm -hmm. like where they're going. What what all oh, the right. names were or whatever, and this kind of absorbing patterns and whatnot. Awesome. It's like, well, if our, our our options, we want them to be chuck this thing out of the car or uh, try to make it so they can't see us, but we can see them. And if it doesn't work, we chuck it out of the car anyways. I might as well try if you guys are down. Revenant nods. Yeah, Bucky just like living in an uptown world and he's just like nodding. Just tell me All what right. you need. All right. So I'm going to start taking it apart and asking Revna to pass me this thing and that thing that I have in the uh, in the miscellaneous bits and bobs bag that I brought along. Right. Um, so you're going to be giving me an electronics repair skill check. This is going to take about an hour to do. So mm -hmm. what is uh, Bucky and what are Bucky and Clifton doing while they are working on the GPS? Well, it was 20 minutes to get to the lake. It is 20 minutes to get to the lake. Get to the lake. 80 miles from Santa Fe. Oh, but do we want... Yeah, Clifton will bring it up. He'll be like, if they are currently able to figure out where we're going, we should maybe you know, obfuscate ourselves, head a different direction for until this My repair thought. is done. We well, if we end up messing it up, then we need to be able to get rid of it anyways. Right? My thought, this, like, the GPS as a whole won't matter when our car looks like it took several bullets and that we murdered a few people with it. 
The cops Dude. don't care about the GPS. The cops care about the bodies. Appearance so, only matters to those who can see you. Like the police. Like people in towns. If we go anywhere heavily populated, this is going to be a little bit more than a conversation piece. And he, like, slaps the side of the Humvee. Then we do not go to populated places. Where, okay, then where are we going, Revna? I'm sorry, that was rude. <laughs> Just keep your eyes on the road for now. My thought, we drive this vehicle into a lake. Find another vehicle. Take that one. Go someplace, because if we are able to find a vehicle that doesn't have anybody near it, we might also find new clothes. New clothes that don't have blood on them. I'm like the only Look, Clifton got shot. I got shot. Maggie got shot. I hit you with my car. We need to freshen up a little bit before we can try and integrate, like, we gotta do, like, the DC movie thing, where, like, all the heroes, like, they put on the hat and the glasses and nobody can tell who they are. They can only do that when they're clean. How long would it take to recover this vehicle from a lake? Depends on how far it goes in. I am not asking you. She turns to Clifton and Maggie. Uh, I got a half success on the electronic repair. Um, <laughs> I... The whole time Maggie's still working on it. Um, Cl Clifton just shrugs. He he has no idea. You know. I, 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 scuba diving rescue team with a tow truck is it a is it you know a sinkhole you know, lake me, uh, or, an intelligence you know. check all right i will do that um do some basic maths in your brain oh yeah it's a good thing i've got an 80 uh a normal mm. success um, uh, pulling out a regular car from a lake is already a whole ass process pulling out a multiple ton military vehicle is gonna take them like it would be the rest of the day's job for these people uh i mean this thing it, it'll sink like a armored vehicle so probably the rest of the day it could slow them down to the lake um, we turn off the gps we dump this thing in the lake, we find a new vehicle, and we get the hell out of Dodge. Right. So, Bucky is driving the vehicle to the lake while Maggie is working on the GPS. Um, you get to the lake with about a half hour to spare on Maggie's work. They're still working on it. Um, you pull up to, I already forgot the name of this lake. Lake Milliconquin? That sounds right, yeah. Lake Milliconquin. Um, it looks like uh, it is currently like unoccupied. There's no one playing around in the water. There's nobody uh, loading or unloading boats or anything like that. Um, a mild mist 
is setting in as the uh, sun is disappeared beyond the mountains in the UP, but still high enough in the air that it's providing daylight in the area. So it's a weird gray orange uh, twilight area. Wait, question. Because we left it like we were it was like midnight when we were doing the last thing. So if we drove for 20 minutes, wouldn't it be like 1 a.m.? Oh, yeah, it's late at night. Yeah, okay. So actually, yeah, the mist sets in while it is dark as shit. Um, <laughs> and when you pull up, uh, do you leave the vehicle running or do you turn it off? Um, it's a push. It's a push. Mm-hmm. Just sorry, we'll just turn it off. All right. So you click the thing off um, and wait a while while Maggie finishes up the computer. Maggie successfully disables the... Uh, can think of a term for it. There is a there is a small device that essentially is uh, what is getting pinged um, when there is a request to locate an object. Uh, you take that and remove it, so your tracking now is only one way. You can see them, but they cannot see you. It does mean that the last place that uh, it was left, according to their side, is this lake. Um, but yeah, you do successfully uh, hack the machine and uh, disable their ability to track the GPS. Yes, it is very dark. You have arrived at the lake. There was intentions to push the vehicle into the the water. Find out uh, if there's another vehicle at first. Yeah, we don't want to just ditch the vehicle without an escape option. All right. Uh, everyone give me a spot hidden check to look around for, uh, a vehicle. Extreme success. I rolled a two. Damn. I also got an extreme success. Wow. I got a fail. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Wow. I like one. What's the deal? Okay, so, looking at, uh, Millicocquin's lake, there is, there are two different activity slash sports centers there and uh, a swing set. I don't know why the GPS, like the map, Google Maps is pointing at a swing set uh, at the lake. It's like but sick sure is one. Look, set. it's a really sick, it's really cool. Apparently. Um, uh, so you drive UP. all the way to the swing sets because it's the northernmost in this and also has the docks to go into the lake. There are buildings in the area there's like a sports club there's a few uh like you know summer summer homes um it doesn't look like most of them are occupied yet um but you do see a total of like three vehicles um two of them look like they're like 2000s and up and there is a small uh pontiac sunbird uh, <laughs> that uh, looks like it has come before the ages of satellite radio. Uh, Is it the GT Turbo with the convertible? I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's white. It's, it's a white. It's a white Sunbird. It is probably like an 87, 88, 1980. Uh, 
Yep. My my brother owned this car, by the way. I'll just say <laughs> it. This was my first car. Yeah. Oh, nice, nice. For stealing Media's car. <laughs> um, I'm gonna be like, uh, okay. All right, I got the GPS thing done. Do we have another car we can take? Yeah, Bucky Just, like looks out at the three cars. Uh, well, Bucky and Revna were the ones who succeeded yeah, yeah. in a spot hidden. So I feel like <laughs> Bucky is like excitedly pointing at it while Revna just sort of like is standing in front of it and turns around with a grimace. <laughs> this one seems less safe than the last one. Exactly. This thing looks <laughs> like a death trap. It is light metal. It is a convertible. So it has uh Soft top. Soft top. Yeah. Um, it's cute though. You know, it's got a little one. bit. Of, it's got a lot more angles than a modern car. Um, <laughs> the first thing that Bucky does with this car uh, to the Pontiac uh, is that he goes over and he starts undoing the nuts that keep the license plate on. Because if we're stealing a car, we don't want the ID on that car still. Yeah. Switch it. Switch it with one of the other cars here. Don't put it on the Jeep. Because... I was going to say, st like, steal the Humvees plates. I don't know those. Why? Uh, well, this the is why we're a team. This is why we're a team. Switch switch the, the plates on this car with one of the other cars in the okay. uh, parking lot. But then won't, if we get pulled over, the registration won't match the plates. Then we just won't get pulled over. Fair enough. Then we, once we get to the next place, just swap the plates again. Because uh, if they, if this car is missing and another car has the wrong plates, then they'll know that we swap plates. But we, if we go to another place and then swap plates again, it creates a chain and it'll be harder to find us. Acquiesce to your uh, knowledge of said vehicular. Burglary. My grandpa taught me a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, just it's like all right. Yep. Well, uh, make sure that when you drive this, uh, try to make like driving this Humvee into the lake look like an accident, like you lost control of the car or something. So that'll force them to make to make sure we're not in the car. At the bottom of this lake. Can do. And I'm gonna go hotwire the uh the Pontiac. If you know this is the Midwest, people leave their their uh keys their keys in the, in the car. car all the time. <laughs> exactly. I have a nice question nice in the courtyard for that. Uh oh. Mm -hmm. Uh mm -hmm. okay, I will write down that in uh yep, you already did. Uh before Bucky gets into the Humvee to then drive it into the lake, he looks at all three of you with the most serious expression, and he says, and remember, we do not recognize the bodies in the lake. Okay? Solemnly nodding. That's what not God told me. And right now, they're the most believable person I know besides Clifton. I acquiesce to God. And he, he does roll his eyes and kind of 
do the Spock eyebrows. <laughs> okay, so Maggie is hot wiring a car. Uh, Bucky is going to unload uh, or drive the Humvee into the lake. Uh, what are Revna and Clifton doing? Is there anything you want to take out of the Humvee before it becomes aquatic? If there was like road snacks or anything like Some that. Some flares. Yeah, yeah any, that. Any amount of equipment, we should probably move to the Pontiac. Um, Do the equipment list. Hmm. Yep, yeah, so you all had in there. I just was looking at it. Um, I know that there are tranquilizer guns, a net gun. There are the noose on the end of a stick things. Um, there it is. Okay. Shot net rounds for shotguns, shotguns, a vehicle repair kit, uh, some falconer's gloves and bear spray and bear traps. There are nuts. Um, a jar of nuts was put in there. Nice. A lighter. Uh, a pocket knife. And the... Well, the headset's got tossed out. And a little bit... There's some titanium scrap metal if you wanted to pull that out as well. Take any any useful equipment out of the vehicle first. It's like a hotel. Um, if it's not nailed down, I'm taking it with me. Right, so we'll copy-paste the inventory from one vehicle to the other. Is it um, possible for us to rip the GPS out of this car? Are they inextricably connected? Yeah, make a... Um, your, make a mechanical repair check to Maggie. rip this thing out without breaking it. <laughs> I, can, I can do that, yeah. <laughs> oh shit, Bucky's actually good at that one too, but he's off doing another thing. But he can assist. Well, they want to say they are in the Humvee uh, to remove the thing. Yeah, I'll assist. I got okay. a... Yeah, go I, for it. I have yeah. a 39. I have a 55. All right. Nice. I, All right. I feel like Bucky needs like a, um, a Jason Mendoza style thing to yell before he does something stupid. It's like Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pass. A pass. All right. So uh, with Bucky's assistance, you remove the uh, GPS. It does need to be hooked uh, to the car's battery for power, but you do have the GPS still for the Pontiac. Um, could we possibly put that on a train or in a truck so it drives away and they bird dog or whatever after it? Well, they no longer can track it. That's what Maggie yeah, did already, earlier, was disable yeah. their yeah. ability to track the GPS. This is now just a thing Clifton, for us to yeah. track them. Okay, Clifton would not have forgotten that. The hunter no. becomes the yeah. hunter. <laughs> Clifton would not forget. It's like, all right, and I'll, uh... I'll ask Revna to help me carry it over to the Pontiac yep, as I get it. started. Y'all yeah, remove uh, everything and the kitchen sink from the Humvee. <laughs> um, while Revna and Maggie are working on the Pontiac, uh, Bucky's heading to the lake with the vehicle. Is Clifton going with one of those two groups, or do you have a different plan? Um, unless he needed to help or watch over Bucky, no, he's gonna. He, he he would have been helping with the moving stuff from vehicle to vehicle, and then I guess he'll sit and commune with the universe and keep watch. 
So like he'll sit on a picnic table, you know, quarter load lotus and just kind of open his mind to the world and keep an eye out for Perfect. Okay, so we're gonna start with asking for a bunch of skill checks from everybody but Bucky. Um, Maggie, you're doing a mechanical repair to Hotwire. Um, mm -hmm. Actually, first roll me a luck check to see if a Michigander left oh. the keys in it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's their name! <laughs> oh, funny. <laughs> I rolled a 46. Is that a pass? Is that a pass? No, oh, no it does. It does. Yeah, it does. It's a pass? Okay, yeah, so pass. you grab the handle, it is unlocked, and in the uh, thing that I never use in my car, the sun visor, um, <laughs> are the keys. There are, like, several other keys on there. It looks like a house key, maybe a storage room key or something like that. Um, but you do have a set of keys that work for the Pontiac. Turns out you don't even have to hardwire anything. Let's <laughs> Damn it, Michigan. Go. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna take off. I'm just gonna make sure to take the uh, the keys to the car, and um, uh, I'll put it on like my own ring, and then I'll throw the regular uh, keys on the ground somewhere okay. where the person who owns this can pick them up. Throw them in. And the make way. sure to look for any like <laughs> any like wallets or anything that would be in here to make sure to throw that out also. Because right. at this point, God knows what's in here. <laughs> Ethical theft. Uh, Clifton, can you give me a listen check? And if you succeed, roll me a natural world check. I doubt I made it, but I did roll 69. Nice! Um, you can push it. You can always spend luck or push it. Oh, no, I only have a 28 in listen. Um, I, sure, I will push it. Okay. Oh, 19! Nice. Uh, so, so that is a success on listen. Yes. Yep. Make a natural world check. Natural world. I have but 10% on that. Uh, So that's a 24. So I would need to spend 14 points of luck. I will spend 14 points of luck. Yeah, you might All get right. that luck back. And don't forget to mark that you succeeded on that skill. On both of those skills, yep. Uh. Um, so, as Maggie and Revna are working on the car, and Bucky heads to the boat loading dock to abandon the Humvee, Clifton opens their mind and ears and eyes and observes this small collection of houses in one street. And it is quiet. You know, it is dead. It's like 2 a.m., uh, so it's easy to assume people aren't awake until you remember it's late spring, early summer in Michigan. There should be everyone here. There should be people loading and unloading boats. There should be families barbecuing and partying. Every house should be occupied right now. But there are only three cars in this entire street and you see no lights on, you see no people walking around. That's not right. This town, this little street feels a bit abandoned. And as you get a chill down your spine, mm -hmm. we turn to Bucky, who is pulling up to this lake in the misty 2 a.m.s. Just taking a rock and putting it on the pedal. Like, I'm not getting near the water. I'm just going to let it go. Mm -hmm. 
Um, make an intel uh, yep, an intelligence check. And I can't spend luck on this one, right? Because it's a base check. Uh, yes, you can. The only one, okay. the only of those that you can't spend on is luck itself. Okay, cool. I'll spend seven points, and it'll be a success. Okay. Um. So you head up to the lake and put uh the rock on the gas pedal of the Humvee. Make a uh, dodge check. Okay. To get out of the way, you have a bonus die because you know that this was going to happen. He fucks up and just like, oh my god, I got crushed by the car! Okay, that is half success. Alright, and so you step out of the way and watch as the vehicle accelerates and accelerates and accelerates and ramps off of one of the docks, kind of like tilts a little bit by clipping one of the uh the, the wood poles and splashes into the water uh this uh this plan worked out very well for bucky roll a luck check uh, why that oh, i can't push it can i let me double check i think you, you can hang on can you push a luck check Call of Cthulhu, can you push a luck check? Can you spend either or? This is not an opposed roll. You cannot. Okay, I failed. So as the vehicle goes to splash down into the water, you notice something in the lake. There are several floating bodies in the water. Holy shit, there might be people drowning in the water. And as you kind of squint through the mist to try and uh, see who it is. Claire? And you start walking towards the water. Holy shit, Claire, is that Claire? Is she drowning? Does me... No one went with you to the lake. <laughs> Question. Mm -hmm. Does me having been told that I don't recognize the bodies in the lake, would that have given me an extra die against this? Make an intelligence check to resist the alluring pull as you recognize more and more of these bodies. Not only Claire, these are all your friends. These are your classmates. These, you know, all these people. I'm pushing. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. Otherwise, it would have been a ninety, and I feel like I need to not use those dice anymore. So I'm going to use. I used to party one. with that dude. That guy's totally dead. Ted. <laughs> wow. Bill, Ted, my best friends. No. One. I saved by one. So, <laughs> there is, uh, there's like a bit of confusion, Bucky, as you are, you kind of snap to and realize that you are ankle deep in the water, 
as you were heading into the lake because you swear you've recognized these faces. And as you try and turn around, you hear Claire call for help. That is where we will end the session. Ah! <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> I love this! I'm so sweaty! Oh, God damn it, this is such a good game media. Thank you so much for running this. I am horrified. I am delighted, but I'm always hor a little horrified and mostly delighted whenever you're on the channel. Media, where can we find you? What do you do? Hello, everybody. My name is Media Flare. I am a voice actor and streamer. You can find me at twitch.tv slash Media Flare or on Twitter at Media Flare. Um, I don't do much streaming-wise uh, right now besides some casual gaming on Fridays and a little bit of immersive gaming on Mondays. Otherwise, you can catch me over here both on Sundays and Thursdays as I play and run games with uh, this lovely, some of these lovely friends here. Well, I, all of them technically, cause it's Thursday. Um, other than that, if you live in the Detroit area, uh, and are going to Theater Bazaar this year. I will be working there, so if you want to see me in some cute goth clown outfits, uh, check me out then. DanaeKeener.com And PB. Uh, hi, I'm PB from at PB Plays Inside, where you can find me on pretty much any social media at that. Um, I, what am I doing? I stream on my own channel, twitch.tv slash Inside on random days throughout the week mostly mondays and um and wednesdays uh but you know other ones sprinkled in through there on saturdays uh starting this week a campaign i will be in starts at sessions though we're doing character introductions first so i won't be on until next week but this week they start over on twitch.tv slash praxagora it's gonna be a fun high level dnd game uh which will be focused on a bunch of adventurers who have already retired and we're through circumstances uh we're now unretired uh those circumstances i generally don't know uh we're going to some coronation or another but the campaign's gonna focus on our impact on high level characters impacts on the world and that is me Excellent. And if you've made it this far, you probably already know who I am. But if you don't, hey there, Acorns, it's me, your buddy, your pal, your friend, Indoor Adventurer, the showrunner here at twitch.tv slash Indoor Adventures. We do shows like this on Monday, Thursday, and Sunday at five or at 6 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time, hopefully within the next few weeks, couple in the next month or so. We'll be able to fix that and get that back to our 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time time slot that I so greatly cherish. But in the meantime, 6 p.m. is where you can find us. You can also find us on YouTube.com slash Indoor Adventures or where Anywhere Audio Casts are being made available for free. You can find us there under the same moniker. And that is it for me, GB. You're next. Graybeard of Graybeard's Tavern, and currently you can find me here on this show on Thursdays, but you can also pop by Graybeard Tavern uh, on Twitch on Sunday, Sunday, Sunday morning, and we play with our toys, and we are playing Wilder Myths right, right now, and, you know, it's all kinds of crazy fun. Uh, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday.
that's it for me right now, GB. If you have a one shot or a two shot out there that you want to, me to be in, give me a yell. What the hell? That's it for me, GB. Oh, what the hell? I love that. Hey, everybody. I'm Wings, also known as Danae Keener. You can find me. You got uh, throttled. Ah! <laughs> Sorry. I just thought I'd throttle it some more. Uh, hey, I'm Danae Keener. You can find me at DanaeKeener.com. I do nerdy drawings, mostly related to D&D &D and a lot of things on this channel. You can also find me at Danae Keener on Twitter. Uh, there's a pinned tweet there, and you can see all the games that I'm in when you look there because there's a schedule. So go and check it out, DanaeKeener.com. And that is it for our show. So I'd like to once again say thank you to everybody who decided to stop on by. Thank you to MediaFlare for running this incredible game. And thank you to these players for putting up with our bullshit once again this week. The hiatus was worth the wait. And we will see all of you all guys next time. All right, everybody. Bye-bye! do not recognize the bodies in the lake. Don't.